turn around. Look at what you see in your dreams. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And we're live. On air. (laughs) Recording. Whatever the fuck the it's called. The face you made as you were saying we're live. You were like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was wrong the entire time. It's okay. That's how it usually is. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Also Also. We're your hosts, Mara and Lainey. And I'm realizing that last time we did not say our names. <laughs> I did the intro and I never said we're your hosts. I just said, welcome back. Well, guys, I hope. By this point, you know who you're listening to. It's And if not, it's not a big deal. And we don't know who we are either. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> so real. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so today we're going to be talking about House of Salt and Sorrows by Aaron A. Craig. Um, this was a... So obviously I've been in the middle of my obsessed with fairy tale retellings sort of situation. And um, we had just... Bought like what ninety two pounds of books, yeah. <laughs> and I felt I wasn't satisfied, so I was depressed. And I went to Walmart, and I think we had just fought, <laughs> so I was really depressed. Probably true. <laughs> and I was passing by the books, and I was like, I don't need to buy another book. We just bought ninety two pounds of books. Not to mention the like three separate orders we made off of eBay of books. Um, when we get paid, I'm making another eBay. Order. Oh, one hundred percent. The stuff from my disco ball chandelier. I get that. Um, it's gonna be that, and I need to track down that yarn for your blanket <laughs> Good luck. my goal today is to finish the color i have so i can officially know what i like how many skeins i need there's a little birdie out there just having the time of his life fucking hate birds I know, but seriously so i was walking into the gas station the other day and i was like walking up and tried to go under the awning from the from like the side and there was a bird sitting there so i just stared at it and then walked all the way around like had to go back into the parking lot behind the cars and walk around to get inside so then i walk out the doors i'm leaving the gas station and there's a bird on the ground in front of me and i was like well i can't walk that way so i was gonna walk out the other way but there was still that bird up on the little thingy and i was like so i had to our cars parked to the right of us i had to go all the way to the left exit out that way go around all of the cars that were in the parking lot and then walk over to our car because i'll be damned if I go near a bird and give it the opportunity attack on me. That was yesterday. That was not the other day. That was yesterday because you didn't make me do a single thing yesterday because it was my birthday. Oh, yeah. So you went into the gas station, got the drinks, paid for gas, pumped the gas, even though it was my turn. It was your birthday. I know. I appreciate it. Thank you. Also, everybody wish Lainey happy birthday. Mm. She's 26 now. Too old for Leo. As I was allowed to put on her cake, I did not take a picture of the cake. <laughs> oh no no one will ever know how funny i am it's okay we can buy another cake well we have to buy another cake for your birthday party next weekend yeah but that's a family birthday party you can't put that on that cake also i didn't want it on my cake i gave you one time mm, so sad i was talking about something oh buying the book <laughs> anyway so <laughs> I didn't take my Adderall today. <laughs> Can you tell? I'm exhausted from the crossfading last night. <laughs> and I've had a mimosa as well as like a gazillion donut holes and a bowl of cereal. And I'm lactose intolerant. 
I can't believe I have to be here with you. It's a rough morning. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm at Walmart and I'm perusing the books. That's what I was going to say. Everybody buy your books off eBay. They're used and they're really cheap and usually you can get free shipping. And I just... I just buy all my books out there. Unfortunately, you can't get new ones. So, like, there are some books that I want that I'm just going to have to get regularly. But that's different. Like, buying one or two occasional books at, like, the $20 that a paperback is now is better than, like, buying a book that's 10 years old for 20 bucks when you can get it for, like, three ninety five on eBay. Right. And you're I saving the planet because it's used. really want Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. And it's just too new to find cheaper on on eBay. I also so. really want that book. Well, you know, your birthday's coming up in like mm, four months. Three months. Nice yeah, try. I realize. That's fine. I'm <laughs> bad at math. No, I'm bad at math. We can't both be bad at math. Someone has to be good at math. No one is good at math. No one we know. <laughs> I know that there are, like, people who are good at math, but no one we know. Are you good? I really have to burp, and it's just not coming out, and it's really frustrating. You are straining so hard. I know, but then I get stressed because I'm worried I'm going to throw up when I try. Don't do that. We're in my room. Oh, I'm sorry, Henrik. Are we disturbing your nap? Everybody disturbs Henrik. It's fine. Anyway, back to my original point. So I'm perusing the books at Walmart. I don't need a new book. But... They have recently started this section that's like, I, not necessarily, I don't want to say bargain books because like some of them are still like, like under the whispering door, still like 15 bucks, which like, that's still expensive for a book. I personally think it's fine. And, but they had the House of Salt and Sorrows. It was $6. And I know I had seen it. Bro, it's literally says six ninety nine dollars It was $7. I literally have told you 5,000 times that the Walmart sticker said five ninety nine. I don't believe you. I don't care if you don't believe me. It's probably on my Amazon or on my Walmart app because they somehow track my card. And what? Yeah. No, that's fake. I haven't figured that one that's out yet. That's not okay. Um, I could be lying. I could be 100% wrong. Anyway, point being that. So um, I had seen it. Like I knew I had seen it on a list of retellings. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's 12 Dancing Princesses, which like is an underrated fairy tale. So that makes the retelling even better. And I was like, "Mm, it's only $6. So I bought it. Um, Promptly came home and devoured the shit out of it. And then Lainey needed a book to read for our challenge shoot. It was the um, book by an book author by you've author. never read before. Mm-hmm. And ironically, that was the one I had read. Lainey had picked one. Didn't want to read it. What did I pick? I don't remember. What was it? Um. Oh, my goodness. I don't think I had ever technically picked one. Oh, I think I... I th- no. <laughs> the fuck did i pick maybe you didn't pick one i think maybe you were still just reading struggling like a bunch of oh i was finishing song of achilles oh yeah and the silver chair oh i have not finished that oh okay anyway (laughs) so then she wakes me up at like well i wake up at three in the morning she's sick we decide to go play a game of skipbo and that's what we do when we're having an anxiety attack or we're sick in the middle of the night. We play Skippo. It's a grand time. We listen to music. It's usually for some reason Olivia Rodrigo Sour or it's what's that album called? 
by the big red machine oh um what is it called i know latter days is on it latter days renegade um a lot of things are on that if this doesn't i have my phone next to me i don't know why i'm trying so hard to remember it right i love this album this album is good and i love the song latter days sorry guys i'm sleepy it's like such a good melancholy album time Sweepy time. Sweepy time. Um, by the way, Gracie Abrams released a deluxe version of her album. What? It's got like two or three extra songs on it. Okay, well I gotta listen to that now. It's like something like if this doesn't work out something. Yeah. How long do you think it's gonna last? Oh, yeah, because they say that in... That's why I thought it was Latter Days, because they, they say that, that in, in Latter, Latter Days. Days. Um, phenomenal album. You all should listen to it, but yeah. Anyway, so we're playing Skippo. The game ends, and Lainey's like, I need a new book to read. So I'm like, obviously, you should read House of Salt and Sorrows. I was terrified she wasn't going to like it. I was like, dead ass. This girl's going to be like, I this book is I so like boring. I was like, refusing to read it, and I was like, whatever. It's the only book that's out here. And I was worried that I had only liked it because I'm easily entertained, and it was like, just a kind of like, not goofy, silly book. It's not a goofy, silly book. No, it's slightest. actually really scary. <laughs> but like, it, you know, it was just one of those things. It's like, it's so fast paced that it's like entertaining to yeah. read. Um, thankfully, apparently, that's not the case. At least, I'd no. like to think so because Lainey really liked it. I read this book so fast um i was like i'm not gonna like this and by the first like three pages i was like i am hooked i need to know oh yeah no like you start a book like that i've got to finish it it is so good um probably gonna be in like the top few books that i read this year it'll definitely be in my at least top five and like it's not goofy silly like i did first of all i didn't realized it was about the 12 dancing princesses until like a little bit in. <laughs> Lainey looks at me and is like this is kind of reminiscent of the 12 dancing princesses and I was like you bitch. Well, that, that means she did a good job with the writing. Like, I agree. That I wasn't like oh this is just a retelling you of the 12 dancing tell, princesses. You can tell like you get the vibes of what it's supposed to be but like. It is it its own story. Right. And it's so good. Which is it's what I like. so like I know that like a lot of like fantasy books I feel this way. Henrik sorry Jesus. I hit your blinds you really freaked out. Oh. No, he now just wants to play with them. I never let him. But it's so well written. So well written. So well written. And I can't wait to read Small Favors. for a fast-paced book. A lot of fast-paced books are, like, really, like, choppy Mm -hmm. and not written well into, like, their transitioning. This one is so good. It was. And, like, the plot follow-through was so nice. The twists and turns in this book. Guys, spoiler alert for House of Salt and Sorrows because we're going to have to talk about the plot twists and everything. And they're, they're twisty. Like you don't, like you can kind of see them coming, but then you're like, absolutely not. That can't be how that's happening. Oh my God. The biggest reveal was Fisher. Oh my gosh. I, getting closer to the end, getting closer to that area. I was like, oh no. They do a really good job with the twists and turns because each one gets like more heart wrenching and like more like I'm sacrificing more and more the like farther we get in and like the last twist is like the worst but 
it made like none of them were just like oh here's a twisty thing it no. was like they were all very intentional like this happened like this like you're finding this information out but this had to have happened the whole time right and like the ghost sisters like ran all the oh way through right. and like she really followed through with anything that was like slightly off or like was somewhat mystery based it wasn't like oh i can write this off like she tied it all like in. okay the like one of the biggest like There'd be small conversations. So like the conversation that Annalie and Cassius have about the red flowers on the mountains and stuff like yeah. that. And that, like, that's just like, a, it's just and a random she, story. Like, has the little crystal flower and she doesn't really think anything. Of I it. didn't and think anything end. of it. I didn't think anything of it. And then you get, and even, um, what's her name? Morella says something about growing up in a valley with a bunch of flowers and stuff like that. And so you think the flower makes sense, yada, yada, yada. And then you get to the end and you find out she's lying and she does come from that one area. And you're just like, Oh my God, mind blown. I know. Another thing I really like about this book. I don't tend to like main characters. I love, I love on. She's not stupid. And I also love that with this book, I'm so sorry. Come here. You have something in your eyelash and it oh. is bothering me so bad. Nope. Nope. nope oh no. Nope. <laughs> I know you're trying not to get poked. Okay. Thank sorry you. Sorry that I like ripped an eyelash out. Oh. Anyway, I don't think I did, but I felt like I tugged really Oh, hard. I just ripped three eyelashes out. <laughs> that can't be good. <laughs> anyway. Me anyway. on a daily basis. Um, but I liked that like while Cassius was there, that was a big plot twist when he disappeared. But I liked that he didn't end up being like the hero of the story same i wouldn't even really think any of them ended up being the hero so much as it was like it they just figured got it out like, and, like yeah the mystery at was the solved end, it was about like the what remained of the family like making sure each other was safe and like getting back and like regrouping themselves yeah. and stuff that was yeah that was a beautiful moment like it was actually if you are struggling with grief or you've been through it this book is so good because it like they go through the grieving process right. and like they, they go through different scenarios through it. Like each character has a different, you know, like moment, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like stage. Yes. And it just, it really does show like them, you know, picking their lives back up each time. Cause there's so many times right. people die, but they pick it back up and they're like relationships change, but they're like, we are family. We're going to keep this together. Right. But even like, the concept of being like you've been grieving and it's a little different for people, you know, in our situation, um, sort of, I mean, we did have two deaths in one year. Yeah. But anyway, you know, who you get to a certain point of like, I'm still grieving. I'm still heartbroken, but also like, I can't just let life this has like, to go on. not even necessarily that life has to go on. Cause like, yeah, life has to go on. I'm pissed about the fact that life has to go on, you know, but it's just also kind of like a, I don't want to, like, I don't want to feel bad about enjoying my life at yes. the very least. The guilt and kind of, that comes with yes, it. Yes. Kind of coming to terms with the fact that like, you have to keep doing stuff. Like life does go on. That's the thing. It may suck. It may suck that life goes on and you may not want it to, but it does. And if you're just constantly bogged down in like mourning and sorrow, like that's See, not fun. And that's what I've always said. And this book perfectly shows that is that you don't, like when someone dies or you go through some sort of grief, like something's been taken from you, you don't get over it. You just learn to live with it. Like it's there yeah. every day. It's a palpable thing, but like you have to live around it. Yeah. It's not something that you'll get over one day. It's not a hill or anything, right. you know, it's something that just, it, it shapes, like it shapes the, how the rest of the things are 
right in your life and it will always feel like something's missing it will always be like every time you're happy you're gonna be a little sad a little guilty and there will be days when it just consumes your day oh 100 percent. like today father's day oh my god i didn't realize it was father's day everyone at work talking about what are you getting your dad and i was like my dad's dead <laughs> silence <laughs> oopsie daisy not my fault but you know <laughs> i mean we're moving on it's not your fault. This could be a really weird conversation. We're moving on. It's fine. We're moving on. We're moving on. I have so much I want to say right now. <laughs> grief isn't linear. Okay. Now. Off our high horse Dude, about grief. I have been freezing no, all day. I've been like shivering. Oh, let's talk about being cold. Okay. I've had <laughs> two mimosas and I'm sweating. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, at least you're not cold anymore. No, I'd rather be cold than sweaty. That's true. Anyway. Okay. So back to the book. So. I read this book and I mean like it I used to read books like that like just get through them quickly like for everybody out there who doesn't know I read the seventh Harry Potter book in less than 24 hours like that bitch was done I wasn't gonna wait on that that was a um, that was a moment for her I it, was there it was a moment for me it was also a moment when mom was ahead of me because that butthole went to the stupid premiere without me I will always be bitter about that. That's a different conversation for a different day, for a different podcast for episode. A Harry Potter. <laughs> because it wasn't just that she didn't take you. It was like the circumstances also surrounding that. Oh, God. Like where we were. That's a story. That is a story. For a therapist. <laughs> for a therapist. You need professional help for that. <laughs> That's what the podcast is for, Lainey. <laughs> this is my therapy. I don't know what you want from me here. I can feel a piece of hair in my eyelashes now. It's I blame gone. you. I don't believe you. Anyway, we're moving on. How many times have I said that already? <laughs> we <laughs> really like to get sidetracked, don't we? So, where was I? We're talking about... You used to go through books that fast. Seventh Harry Potter Oh, yeah. Okay. Hours. And I haven't done it in a really long time. I did it with Song of Achilles, and I recently did it with another book. I don't remember what it was. There are just some books that you have to read like that. Like if right. you put it down, like it's going to lose the pacing that the book has. Right. Which this book would have like, this book is too quick. You can't put it down. So I'm like sitting in the car and it's dark and I'm like trying to read as quickly as I can. So that way I don't lose the light. And I it's like a milk over. burp. It's a milk <laughs> burp and it's really uncomfortable I'm over this burp. Anyway, um yeah so i read it really quickly really liked it and then laney picks it up and <laughs> she's only like a couple of chapters in and she keeps coming to me and being like what about this and what about this and what about this which brings us into our next segment all of the things that laney told me oh, in the beginning no. of the book that made me laugh because i knew what was happening and laney I did just not i had some very out there fucking theories although Ooh, i was right was somewhat about cassius like bitch zeroed in on that Anyway, also, um, I was not right when I didn't love him at first, and now he's my whole world. <laughs> it also only goes up to like maybe the first third of the book because she then uh, like probably uh, finished it, isolated herself away, <laughs> and didn't talk to me about it at all. Okay, so the first thing this bitch says to me, she comes in and she's talking about Morella and how Morella's like so worried about her and her her unborn son and she goes fuck you and your son and I just laughed and I was like isn't that so funny oh, no. because, I don't even no, remember what I, I think, said no this so it was the scene where um they're talking about who inherits 
everything. Oh, this scene when pissed me the fuck he, off. When um, their dad dies. And it obviously goes to Camilla at this point. And Camille? Camille. I don't know where I was I'm like, who going. the fuck is Camilla? Isn't there a real Princess Camilla? Uh, no, Camilla married Prince Charles because he had an affair with her when he was married to Princess Diana. Rude. <laughs> Moving. Well, on. he never loved Princess Diana. Hold on. Also, Lainey. This is a different Lainey, podcast Lainey, episode. Lainey, Lainey. Hmm. He's not Prince Charles anymore. Oh, fuck that guy. No, He's no, no, King no, no, Charles. No, no. <laughs> I have so much to say <laughs> on this whole subject between Princess Diana and Camilla and Charles. That's going to be a solo Lainey podcast episode because I, I, I got nothing I to say. I could probably carry a whole podcast on my shoulders just about that. I am sure you could. Anyway, we're moving on. Um, but... So yeah, it's supposed to be inherited by Camille because <laughs> fuck gender stereotypes and she's the oldest. men inheriting everything. She's the oldest. She gets everything. Can we talk about how it went like child by child? Like, hey, you're now the heir. Now you're the heir. And he had to like prep them for it. And every time he prepped them for it, they just died. I would fucking vomit. Anyway. If I were Cam- Camille, I would have been like, mm, I'm not. Mm, you tried to call like her Camilla, didn't you? I did. <laughs> and then I said it feels like a curse, but the whole they thought the whole family was cursed. It was a curse, <laughs> sort of. Anyway, so... They're talking about that and Morella gets all upset because she's like, um, what about our unborn son? And so Lainey, and like, how do you even know it's a son, bitch? Yeah, you, you don't. Thought. And like, le- well, I mean, she but did she did know. Bitch was fucked. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Lainey is like expressing this statement, this fuck you and your son statement from the dad. And it was just so funny because like. Lainey's thinking of it as the dad is saying this in a removed way, being like, no, it's going to go to my daughter from my first marriage. Fuck my new wife and our unborn child. But really, when she says fuck you and your son, it's more of a <laughs> you and the son that's not mine that's going to live. That's yeah. in you right now. Like, uh, uh, I should have known something was because her pregnancy was so weird. It was weird. I should have known, especially when she was like, it's twins. But like, I don't know what's going on. Like she, <laughs> right. she did such a good job of hiding that. Like, okay. I kept thinking, I was like, it has to. So you get to, you're reading the beginning of the book and you're like, it has to be Morella. First of all, she's trying to convince them to move on from more. I, I could not have done what they did. I could not have just jumped into. At the funeral been like, oh, we need to move on from her. Right. What? Couldn't have done that with a sister. I, oh, <laughs> I would have been we, livid. Can we talk about how devastating it is when Verity is seeing the ghosts of her sister, the sisters that aren't her sisters. And when Annalise starts seeing them and what is her? Ulaylee. 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 I'm going to fucking hit you. Ulaylee. Ulaylee. Mara, stop. She's not a ukulele. She's not Ulaylee either. We could probably Google how it's pronounced. But anyway, Ulaylee. Was like, mm-hmm. it's your fault I died. I can't believe you moved on from me this fast. This is bullshit. But then to learn from Cassius that, like, she was happy. And, like, she... I knew in my heart of hearts. I was like, this girl was such a free spirit. She would have wanted them to do this. And then to hear from Cassius, he was like, all of your sisters are happy. And it's like, oh. Anyway. I'm sorry. I just love <laughs> Lady's that Lady's jumping moment. all around this book. I can't help She's it. She's just... It's fine. We'll get to a follow through on what, at some point. No, we won't. But, so... See, you interrupted me. Now I don't know what I was saying. You were talking about. You don't even know what I was talking <laughs> we were about. We talking about the sun and the air. Oh, and how Morella, like, it had to be her because oh, she was like, yeah. move on. So, yeah. So she was trying to convince them to move on and like, oh, I'm pregnant now. And also, she's the outlier. 
So you have to sit here and think, it's got to be this bitch. It's got to be Morella. Like, it can't be. Who the heck else is it going to be? You know? Um, and then she gets all sweet. But then, yeah. But then Anna Lee, the main character, views her in such, like, uh almost removed but like i respect her and like she's like not even like oh i respect her as my stepmother but like she's a person and my family has treated her so badly like i want to treat her like a person right which is so nice of Annalie. like oh i love that for her you know and she's so kind-hearted and so you're just like so then i grew to like morella i was Same. like look at this girl look at the position she's in like yeah i don't blame her for any of this you know and then you get to the end and you're just like i fucking knew it you should know when an old man marries a very young woman more importantly, fishy going on. more importantly i realized this when i got to the end it's the stepmother syndrome from fairy tales Oh my god! You gosh. should know the whole time. Yeah. She was the stepmom. It's always, always the, stepmom the stepmom in fairy tales. And I was just like, how did I not think about that? Because I wasn't thinking, like, I I knew after a certain point that it was based on the 12 dancing princesses. And, like, they're even somewhat royalty. Like, their dad is a duke. And they inherit right. an, an estate. Least and they run, like, part of the thing. But I wasn't thinking it in, of it in terms of, like, fairy tale. Right. Well, she did such a good job of that. So good. Like, she literally went, I'm going to take this trope of the stepmother being the villain and turn it on its fucking head. And you're not going to think it's a stepmom because the 12 Dancing Princesses, as far as I know, doesn't have anything to do with a stepmom. I honestly you know, know nothing about 12 Dancing Princesses unless it pertains to Barbie and the 12 Dancing Princesses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to pull out my friggin' Grimm's fairy tale book and read through it. But just like she literally went, I'm going to take this classic fairy tale trope. I'm going to put it in this book and no one's going to know a goddamn thing about the fact that I put it in this in this book. And then she's going to use it again. She took the themes and she buried them so far in it, but not to the point where like you couldn't find it. Right. It wasn't in a way that was like, I'm going to like, this is what I want. And then it like, that's how it ends. And you're just like, well, that came out of nowhere. Like, no, it didn't come out of nowhere. Everything tied up into, I love when things tie up into a pretty little bow. It was so, so it was such a good like mystery book. My God. He is just the sweetest thing in the world. I know. I am obsessed with him. Anyway. So, yeah, that was the that was the first thing Lainey said. And then she was very suspicious of Cassius. And I'm just sitting here like I was too. Like Cassius showed up that first scene and I was like, I don't trust this you man. Know, well, in the back of the book says she meets a mysterious stranger. So I'm like, mm, right. Nope. And you're like, OK, if not Morella, Cassius, Cassius. because he's. Like, he just shows up out of nowhere, and he's really fishy about his dad and everything. Well, I didn't think he was fishy about and his dad. But I he thought was he was like, <laughs> He did, and again, tied it into the plot. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, he was too, com- almost like he was had familiarity with her. Like, she felt like he was a total stranger, but the way he talked and acted to her, right. felt like he remembered her or knew her right which he which knows is creepy. of her so it was creepy it was weird and you're like okay which is why i thought he was like some sort of all-knowing character he was like Pontus. Right. but i like she you were convinced he was Pontus for a was. while i I, I never thought that that wasn't even a thought well in my i head. only thought that because they when she put on like the green dress and she's hoping cassius will be at this ball they make comments about how like Pontus himself would marry her and like oh. would come and do that Okay. When okay. he didn't show up at the ball, I think is when I th- knew he wasn't Pontus, but I still thought he was some sort of like the godly being. But. Anyway, so she's suspicious of Cassius, which again, I was too. And like, 
and like i was I cut out for a second that was weird are you okay yeah i am anyway i just need you to stop interrupting me so i can get a thought out <laughs> girl you have been talking this whole time i have not you have i have edit not. this episode and you will see <laughs> <laughs> anyway so I was also suspicious of him. I was like, Mm-mm, who is this guy? Especially when during the scene where the two of the triplets go missing. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. this is not going to end well. Mm-mm, mm-mm, this guy is bad. This guy is bad. No, I wasn't suspicious of him at that point. Really? I was so on his side. I was suspicious of Fisher by that point. I was never suspicious um, of Fisher. When Fisher, like after he's like, I have feelings for you. And she's like, oh, that is not like I was thinking that. But then as soon as you said it, I was like, got kind of got the ick. Um, and then he just like stops hanging out. And by that point, I think um hannah says something about how fisher hasn't she hasn't seen fisher at all because he's been spending all of his time with Annalie, and she's like mm, i think no, that he hasn't in my head that was just because he was depressed in my head no i was like boy hasn't been around these people in forever he hasn't really said anything about you lately i feel like he would have been at that funeral i feel except like he that he had a reason for not being except there that he was already dead by then well yeah obviously so we i know don't that think that now. reason is real and well no but neither but then Oh, it, did he actually like Annalie? Did that's Fisher what, ever no, actually feel that way about Annalie? But that's Annalie? what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is that Fisher liking Annalie is totally made up for me, especially because he. But like, why? Why are you so confused? Because this is just not what we were talking about. I was talking about how I'm suspicious of Fisher. Hold on, let me finish this thought and I'll go back to what I was saying. So, I think that that was completely made up. But that is totally separate from his actual life in his actual life right. he knew Yulaley and he knew that family and he was close with them so him not showing up to the funeral is fishy whereas him liking Annalie is clearly like total fantasy world so I was very suspicious of him anyway when Hannah was like I haven't seen much of my son and I was like I think I was less suspicious of Cassius in this moment because he goes upstairs with Annalie and they catch what's his face in her bedroom going through her underwear yeah, drawer. Dick. And he is very respectful and is like, get out, follows him down the stairs, then comes back up. He doesn't go into her bedroom or anything like that. Well, and he doesn't like try like immediately go on like the defensive and like try and attack this guy. He's no. just like, I can tell that she's upset. She like he didn't say anything until she asked him to leave and then he wouldn't. He was like, you need to leave. She asks you to leave. So you need to leave. Well, and he was like, get the thing out of your pocket. I know I saw your pocket. Right. Oh, my God. I love like what the what a creep. And so, okay, in that moment, I was like, see, because then I was thinking, no, there's nothing wrong with Cassius like whatsoever. But then I think it's when Fisher plants into her mind that it's Cassius. I was like, God damn it. I knew it the whole time. I knew it was Cassius. And (laughs) I never had that thought. I was like, that wraps up too well. And like in Fisher's favor. Right. And I was also a little suspicious of Fisher. So then when he's doing that and I'm like, "Mm, no, because Fisher, the sweet baby boy Fisher, she talks about could never accuse someone of that so i wasn't suspicious of fisher simply because in my head when it was when hannah was like oh he's not hanging out with me but he was telling Annalie that he was spending all his time with hannah and vice versa and stuff i thought that was just because he was depressed so he was just like hanging out by himself They're on a tiny island where the fuck was he going i don't know that house is big and he could have been in a boat going off to town or something like that the point being i wasn't suspicious of him i thought he was just depressed he could have been in a boat could have been in a boat how many times were those people in boats they were always in they a were boat. always in a boat anyway 
So I wasn't suspicious of Fisher at all. And then you get to that moment where Fisher tries to pin it on Cassius and you're thinking it's just because he's upset because he knows Anna Lee likes Cassius. That's all this is. And it gets jealousy. But then also, and you know, obviously it did wrap up too nicely. And so I was like, oh, that's because that was the part where I was talking to you and mom. And I was like, the, the, like the twist that just like, not necessarily a twist. I mean, it was a twist because with the twins dying and everything or two of the triplets dying. And the worst part of that book, the absolute worst part of that book. I don't even want to talk about it at least right now. But, and so I was just like, Oh, like you think it's this, like you've been like, it's been building up to this, you know? And if it had happened any later, any closer to the end of the book, okay, I get it. But it happened like in the middle and I was just like, there's no way. There's no way it's that. But like, what else is it supposed to yeah. be? Oh, and I was just like, oh, my God. I couldn't figure out the dragon man for the longest time. And then it brought it together so mm, well. Yes, it did. And I thought it was interesting because she sees the weeping woman. So I thought the weeping woman was the like the bad guy, which I mean, she technically is. But she was like hired help from the dragon man. Right. OK. And so see, the weeping woman popped up. I thought it was just a cool like nod to Banshee's. Because that's interesting because that I mean, Banshees following death around, you know, they're harbingers of death and stuff like that. That's what I thought it was. I just thought it was a dream she had. That was it. I thought it. Yeah, I thought it was just like a creepy thing to put in there that she was having nightmares. Right. And I should have known she wraps it up so nicely. And then and then it got to the end and she kept freaking out about the weeping woman. And I went, this weeping woman is more than just like yeah. that one off dream that she had. But uh, so that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, my God. Can we talk about the twist when Cassius is like I'll go to the door with you like I'll follow you guys out just convince them all to go to the parties and stuff and then she he wakes her up and she's like how did I get here oh my god did you see it all and he was like there's no door and that's the part I got really freaked out about is that when they go in and they look at Camille she's dancing and she's like in a dip and they're like she looks possessed and yeah, then when they open up. their eyes, they're black and like the oily tears spill down. No, that's only Verity. That's only Verity. But she thinks that that would have happened with the other girls. Um, Yeah, no, that part was that part was fucked. Oh, gosh. And just like Mara straight up was like, and from the there, book's not scary. I mean, it's a little weird. It's not scary. <laughs> and I'm sitting here I'm shaking in my bones. I'm sorry. I didn't think I mean, like I get like get that it was scary, but also like I just wasn't that scared, I guess. of it. I don't know. It doesn't help um, that I have like chronic nightmares. So it's fine. I mean, that's that's true. I, on the other hand, sleep with the lights off and my door open every night and I have no problem. So. So many milk burps. I'm so sorry, oh guys. They're really uncomfortable. You know why people get the milk burps when they eat cereal? It's because when you slurp, you inhale so much excess air, it has to escape somehow. This bitch is really coming at me. She was so annoyed with my slurping this I morning. I hate listening it to It was unintentional. I'm sorry. I know. That's why I didn't say anything. You said something. Anyway, well, because I could feel you tense and staring I at me. I can't help but be tense, Mara. It makes me want to peel my skin off. Wow. Talk about a nightmare. Anyway, so um, that whole twist, like the rest of the book from that point out, you're just like, what? what's real? What is real? Oh, my and what's God. Not I real? know. It's so confusing. And you're just confused. You're just like, I don't know what's happening anymore. I don't know what I'm supposed to think about anything. So then, you know, all of a sudden, Cassie's isn't real for a second. Or like they're trying to convince her that. And I, I was know. like, 
is Cassius like is she really psycho because that's the thing that people always want to do they want to you know everybody wants the big twist to be that you wake up and you're locked in a mental hospital and this is all in your mind which it was kind of leaning that way and like I could see that and it wouldn't be weird because of everything that had happened already with her sisters but I was like what in my mind it wasn't that they went with the whole she's crazy thing in my mind it was that I don't remember her name but the Cosmaris or whatever the weeping yeah. woman that she because she can plant stuff in her head it wasn't that Annalie was crazy it was that she also made Cassius up yeah and I that was, was terrified that that was like something that was completely taken from her and tainted but that's what I meant I meant uh, not obviously in the sense that like she had gone crazy and had made all this up herself but that Cosmaris had planted everything in her head and so Annalie was living this life that had never actually happened which I mean was true in some in some places. Are you okay? But, yeah, there's a gnat trying to get into my mimosa over here. My mimosa over here. Anyway. And so that's just what I was worried about. That like she had been living this life that Cosamaras had planted in her head. Mm-hmm. And the rest of her family is sitting here going, what is she on about? What is happening? You've been like this for years now. And I was just like, oh, God. Well, then I'm also wondering like how much of that was real. Because like I know... Mm-hmm. That whole scene was fake. I know. But then like Camille also still thinks it's a little weird and they still think she's a little crazy. And it's just, I, it's so hard to decipher what is what, real. I, in yeah. That. And I like really that stressful. she leaves it that way considering it's told from Annalie's like point of view. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So then my next note was that Lainey doesn't like Morella. And I was I like, I ended up liking Morella halfway through. So it was just kind of, I only liked her at the spot where, um, after first night she takes her upstairs and she's like, they talk about the flower and stuff. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, I don't have any friends. Will you be my friend? Like, I know that, you know, you're my stepdaughter, but like they're, they're like closer the in age, age being friends and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, like you said, if she doesn't end up with Fisher, I quit. And I was like, Oh, oh no. no. Well, it's like, just, it would have been de- devastating anyway, but to find out what happened. Right. I was sitting there and I was like, on the one hand, I know she doesn't end up with Fisher for obvious reasons. And that's sad enough. Lainey's already going to be disappointed because they don't end up together. And she doesn't really like Cassius right now. And I absolutely love Cassius with my whole being. It's okay. I changed my tune real quick. Yeah, you do. Once you find out who Cassius is. And then, (laughs) but then I was like, also, he's freaking dead. Like the whole time you fall in love with someone who's not even real. I don't know what Fisher's actually like. No, not at all. I don't know if I'd actually like Fisher or not. Right. It's the combination of the milk burps with the mimosa that's really struggling in my body right now. (laughs) Sorry, guys. And so I just was like, I feel so bad for this girl. But also, I kept thinking about it in terms of your The Black Witch series. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you were like, oh, I love them both. And if one of them had stayed dead, like, it would have been so much easier for her to just, like, be with one of them. You, And I was thinking of it that way. And I was like... It's easier because Fisher's dead, so I don't it have to worry easier. about it. No, it's but easier just because even before... It's raining. Thank God. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. I just noticed. Um, Even before I knew Fisher was dead and I had started to like Cassius, I was like, no. Cassius is like a bean. Like, uh, yeah. so sweet. There's nothing wrong with Cassius. Like, no. no he's a man written by a woman. Yes, he Officially. is. Officially. Like, like, it's not even creepy when he's like, oh, I know you love sea turtles. And she's like, how? And then he like panics and he's like oh verity told me right it's just because he doesn't he doesn't know how to broach that well and he her. tells her that later yeah that he's like the same way that you didn't want to tell me who you were because you didn't want people to like look at you because of the curse of your family i did the same thing i didn't want you to know who i was right off the bat because of this and also 
it's different than like being a hundred years old and you you know know that you've been destined for this person for forever or like you have fallen in love with them since they were a child some weird creepy thing i'm looking at twilight over here it's that his it's like when your siblings like you know your your siblings off at college and they have a friend and And they're they're telling you all and they're like i think you guys would be great together right like he grew up with her sister's ghost and they talked about her and he wanted to meet her he was like like i want to meet her and i like hearing about her so i want to like her and then he did and she exceeded his expectations it it feels safe because her sisters were like in on it right it doesn't feel creepy in any way it doesn't feel predatory it would be creepy if he was just like oh i was in like the salt whatever what is it called it's not salt marsh i don't know the brine is what they call it. Yeah. And like he was just like, oh, like she lives over here. I'm creeping on her. Right. Like if he had been watching her and like falling in love with her from afar, which at first it seemed that way was creepy. Well, and he didn't go out of his way to meet her. Like he did go because his dad was dying. So he right. wanted to care of him. He said, I hoped I would run into you. And I knew when I did because you looked like your sister. Right. He didn't seek her out. No, he didn't. He didn't even seek her out after that. No. It just so happened that they kept crossing paths. Yeah. Oh, just happens when it's a small community. Just a beautiful, beautiful moment. Oh, my God. I love Cassia so much. Can we talk about Fisher being dead? Okay, that was the biggest reveal. And she's like, it's not even just the biggest reveal. Like, I was like, okay, they can't find Fisher. Fisher's dead or it's Fisher. It was both. But like when she gets to the lighthouse and Cassie's just like, do not look. And then she sees him and she's like, he's been dead for weeks. And you're like, wait a minute. He's been hanging out with you for weeks. (laughs) What do you mean he's been dead for weeks? And then Cosmaris comes out of him and it's like he's so decayed and it's disgusting. She was wearing like a skin sack. I know. And like going around and like touching things. It gives me the ick so bad. But it's so sad that Fisher's dead. And it's even more sad because like she says that the last time they ever talked, she was pissed because her dad named him as the apprentice to be the keeper of the lighthouse. Right. And she wanted that so badly. And then Fisher, a, like a couple weeks after he left, sent her a letter and was like, I know you're still mad at me and I'm mad at you. But my mom said I'll regret it if I don't write to you. Please write back to me because I miss home more than anything. I know. I don't know if she ever wrote him back. She doesn't say. I think they so had I met up she did. between then. I didn't think she because she says she hasn't seen him. For so long. Yeah, I guess. I don't think she saw him before, like, all of her sisters died. That's, de- oh, that's just so depressing. And, like, and then it brings up the question, like, if Fisher didn't even like her, like, could I have liked Fisher outside of being upset that he doesn't get to end up with Anna Lee instead of Cassius? Like, would Fisher have end up with, ended up with Camille? I feel like, I feel like he wouldn't have because she talks about how Camille and she were, like, obsessed and in love with Fisher when they were little, but that, like, he never acted that way. And I think a little bit in Fisher's mind, it was these children of nobility and I am a servant's child. Yeah. But I think I would have liked Fisher outside of that because they were both like best friends with him and he seemed like adventurous and mischief- mischievous and I would have liked that, but yeah. it's so sad. We never actually got to know him. Know. Like one of the main characters in the books was not alive the entire time. Well, and let's it just talk about the fact that it was like. Fisher like offhandedly plants this idea of a secret door for Pontus in mm-hmm. Annalie's mind. Like just a just a goofy little like, oh, did you know about this? Because they're having a chill time. And then Annalie's trying to like cheer up Camille and cheer up the other girls and everything. And she's like, oh, listen to what Fisher told me about this. So then they go on this cute little like, ex- like scavenger hunt for this door, which is adorable. Something that, you know, we would have done as kids with dad or something like that. Yeah. And so 
you're just sitting here thinking, oh, they just happened to find it because it makes sense that it would be there. And then it was all a ruse the whole time. And it didn't even exist. Right. Like, I want to know because they go there, like, were they asleep? Because that was like midday when that happened. So how did right. she plant that in all of their minds at that time? I have no idea. Cosmaris is fucked up. Real anyway. fucked up. Um, and then also the fact that Cassius wasn't there, but I didn't think Cosmaris posed as Cassius because she hadn't known about them at the time. I didn't think. So who was that? I mean, I think it was more of a, she was planting dreams. Okay, it was the maybe. dreams and nightmares yeah. ball. And so I think that a lot of it was that it was just like more of a thought of like, this is your dream. Or this is your nightmare and yeah. here's what I'm going to plant in here. It's so devastating too because like you don't find out for the longest time. Like she is convinced he's been there. And then randomly when she's talking about the balls and he's like there is no door. And she was like you were there. And he was like what bitch I never was there. <laughs> what you talking about? I wasn't no balls. He's like, I never once danced with you in my life bitch. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, The next one I have is they played hide and seek as little BBs. That's someone you can trust. Honestly. You can't trust Fisher. (laughs) Well, no, but like you could have trusted (laughs) real Fisher. And then you said, uh, oh, you were talking to me and you said, you said there were lots of twists and turns. So are Hannah and Fisher behind it all? And I was like, Fisher is. Oh, God. Oh, God. Fisher's behind it all. How (laughs) could I have ever doubted Hannah? Hannah was the best. What the fuck is wrong? Um, and then I had the note that you thought Cassius was Pontus. You thought he was Pontus way longer than you're trying to think that you thought right now. I just remember thinking he was some sort of like celestial all-knowing being. And then at one point you said, I want to know why Cassius was at that first ball. And I was like, he wasn't. Oh God. It's so weird to hear my thoughts back. Like now knowing this was honestly, I kind of think that we should do this more often when we read books. Like one of us reads it and then like the when the second one reads it, we go and talk okay, about it. Okay, then I so need you to read the notes. Graveyard book right now because I read that in one day. That was another book okay. like this that I will read time and time again. I'll read the Graveyard book. And then you said, I swear to God, if anything happens to Verity. And I was like, Ugh! And I kept trying so hard. I kept almost saying the second book is about Verity. And then I was like, no. It, like, if nothing, if Verity had not suddenly gone missing at one point in the book, I would yeah. have said it. It wouldn't have been a big deal. I would have assured you, no, Verity, the tiny child, the teeny tiny baby is okay. But because it was such a major plot point of Verity going missing for a second there, I was like, I can't I can't tell her the second yeah. book is about Verity or it's going to ruin that moment. And it can't ruin that moment because then it ruins Cassius's moment. Can we just talk about, right, can we just talk about how Verity goes missing and it's devastating and she's thinking that maybe she is insane. She's like, what have I done to my little sister? And then Cassius writes, I'm real and like the dust thing or whatever. Oh, I know. And I was like, oh, thank God. But what, during the fire, they're like, we don't know where Verity is. Right. And all of a sudden Cassius comes out burned to shit holding verity because like he knew he could see her and then she talked yeah. about how she was invisible no one could see her no one could hear her which is so honestly the worst tuckered herself out took a little nap and woke up <laughs> and her house was on fire a oh, poor girl and cassius was like uh-uh, i see this little girl i'm gonna get her out i'm gonna see the and bb like, and then he died saving her. i don't i mean he he died clearly but like clearly his mom brought him back because well, like yeah. he disappeared i was a an absolute sobbing mess same 
Like I was. I mean, just, I didn't cry at all. But well, same. and then the book ends, and I was like, "Are they seriously gonna keep Cassius dead?" Right. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like, I get that the point of this book was probably more about like familial bonds and like just you know the alteration of your mind and dreams and nightmares, which is a dope concept. I've always loved things like that, which is why the second season of Fantasy High is superior, not in a bad way, just it is. And I was just sitting there like, "Is Cassius dead? I, like dead, dead?" I right. And I know that that's the theme of the book. But also one of the things that they point out is that like Camille is so concerned. Like she is at a point in her life where she's like, I want to fall in love. I want to be married. I have to carry on this family's legacy somehow. And even Annalie and like the triplets are like, we have never even been allowed to really see boys because we've been in mourning. So we're stuck on this island. Yeah. And they're like, none of the boys would dance with us at the ball that we had. And everyone thinks we're cursed. So like, it was a big thing, like theme in the book was like being able to find someone who accepted that. Yeah. And that's not what I meant. I just meant like, I guess if Cassius is dead, this must be what the main theme of the book is. And I guess that's what I should be focusing on. But I was really upset. Cassius was dead. I want to know why his mama kept him so long. Well, and then... And then they go and they release the little lanterns because oh that's God. that's his mom's religion. That is the thing to do. Thing. How Pontus has the little carnival thing and all and like you know that all of that stuff going on. And yeah. he's like, I have this light tradition and we should do it together one day. And then and so like they had these plans and then she couldn't do it with him. And so she took all her sisters to do it. And I was like, God damn it! I think that's the sweetest thing. A because it was like she knew why she was doing it. They right. probably didn't. But it's also just like a fun thing and like something that's got to be somewhat cathartic for them i know for and all of them you know there. not even just her right and then he's there and he's like oh you did the thing and, and he has his aerial moment where he steps oh, out of the I water and you're like yes well he doesn't step out of the water he steps into the she's standing in the water and she turns around and he's there standing in the water a little bit well yeah that's what i mean so it is like an aerial moment and i'm just like Oh, God, I was so happy. But then I was worried that it was going to be like a Will Turner situation where he only existed like one day out of the year. No, like he straight up was like, I'm going to live with you. He now. just back. He was like, we married. Thank you. We married. And I was like, I'm not going to be upset about that. Am I upset that the second book has nothing to do with them? A I want bit, a yes. whole book of them. I want to read their entire, like, I'm about to go on a fan fiction binge. I don't even care if they're like older and it's about their kids, but they're just in it a lot. <laughs> like, I want, I want them. They're I just, want them. They're so... They're pure. so pure and cute and I love them so much. And like as much as like you root for them and like they're so cute. We really didn't get a lot of them in the No, book. you didn't. They and had like four scenes. I wasn't focused on them the entire no. time. It wasn't like, oh, everything is set aside to focus on this. It was this is another piece of the puzzle. So I'm really interested in it. But also I want Annalie to end up happy. Right. And then I wanted Cassius to end up happy. Also... He's the son of the moon goddess or the star goddess or what? The moon goddess. I was just. Who I was, wouldn't want to marry that boy? I was vibing so hard. They were in her little domain and wow, it's really raining. <laughs> anyway, they were in her little domain and I was like, I want to live here. Honestly. Like. I, I do love that like his mom kept him. Maybe. How cute. We do a celestial Halloween party so I can still do my dragon's horde golden birthday what party. What if we do a uh, dreams and nightmares Halloween party? <gasps> hell yeah i'm gonna dress up as regret bitch (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing i'm sorry i thought it was funny anyway okay um and then at one point you pointed out the emptiness that Annalie felt when fisher told her he loved her this was before you knew fisher was dead and i was like it was empty because it's not real which i like that it felt empty for that 
But I don't think that that's why she felt empty. I yeah. think like she was like they had some weird moments, especially in the boat at the beginning when he's like rubbing circles on her knee to comfort her and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, maybe. And then she like I was just sitting there thinking, I hope Cassius is the villain because I am a slut for uh, friends, friends to lovers, to lovers. especially yeah. if it's a childhood friends to lovers situation. And then it, like when she first sees him at the ball, she's like, oh, my God, this kid has grown up. Right. And stuff. But. It's always been like a little like surface level like she doesn't really know and then the she sees Cassius mm-hmm. and she's like oh my god no this is the guy and like she keeps saying she's so excited she wants to see him again so you're like yeah. okay she doesn't really like Fisher and then he yeah. says I when I saw you in that dress blah 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 and then he's like I didn't like seeing you dance with another man like I'm mm-hmm. in love with you and she's like oh i felt nothing when he said that but it that wasn't was, even like pity or like you it was like oh i just didn't feel anything right that was such a nice moment because it was never like a she acted like so she was so in love with him and then because there's this other pretty guy around she just doesn't care about fisher it was a she has never been in this position before this is a guy she knows and well she should have known and trusted with her <laughs> entire life and so she's feeling comfortable and he's feeling this way and so she's feeding off of it and she's like do i don't i and then he says that and it's just nice that like y- you could even take cassie's out of the equation and it still would have happened yeah and that's what's nice about it it had nothing to do with cassius it was about her being like i thought i was feeling something because of all these circumstances but now that you've said that i can look at it and be like Ooh, I really don't feel that way though. It was just nice that it ended up being that rather than like, she was just like, oops, sorry, there's a prettier guy over there. And she just ignored the fact that she had feelings for him. Right. You know, that, that sort of situation. And then I got really angry because someone decided to read a little bit ahead and read something about a trickster. And I was sitting there like, she just ruined the whole fucking book for herself. I didn't No, 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 no. I saw it because I was looking to see, like, I was at the point where the two of the triplets had gone missing, and I was about to go to sleep, and I was like, I, I was about to take a nap or something, which I guess is sleep, but I was like, I need to know if they're dead, and I saw something about a trickster on accident, but, like, they talked about tricksters throughout the entire book. Yeah, I know, but it was just the fact that you, like, caught on to that, and you read it at the, at, like, towards, like, towards that part, and you were like, ooh, trickster, and I was like, god damn it. I still never it. really put it together until the end. There was no way. Good. I was just so concerned. I was like, she just, because you're really good at figuring out the plot. Like, you're good at figuring those things out, and I was just like, mm-hmm. if she just figured out this entire fucking thing, because she accidentally read the word trickster a little bit further <laughs> in, I'm gonna be so pissed, because she kept trying to read ahead, and I was like, that's a book you can't read ahead in. You have to come upon those twists and turns, like, just reading it organically. Yeah, otherwise it totally ruins Otherwise you would have just, like, not necessarily oh not cared. Oh my god. Oh, I could not so love him more. Perfect. Why are you shaking? He's dreaming. That is so sweet. Anyway, those are all the notes I had. That was about where it ended because once you got to the part where the two of the triplets died, you pretty much went incognito. I went, took a nap and then finished the book. <laughs> and you were, it was done. It was done for. I wasn't getting anything else out of you. Um, but I'm trying to think of like other specific moments that, first of all, let's talk about Edgar and Ulele oh no they make oh me so- everyone's like oh she could never run off with him and it's like bitch she kept a lock of his hair well and the fact that like the whole book starts off with like the mystery of Ulele dying Ulele 
Agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say Hulaley because that's how I pronounce it. Hulaley? That's a terrible name. Okay. I think but they cute. also named one of their kids um, like Ligia or whatever. Ligia. Ligia? Which is a legitimate name. It's still a terrible name. I love the name Ligia. What? If I could convince Lindsay to name her Sounds book like character the name Ligia, of a lake. I would. Sounds like the name of a lake. Okay. Your point. I don't know. I like it. the name Ligia. Mm. We're moving on. Anyway. So. It start, so I was sitting here thinking this book was more, I thought it was going to be straight about the mystery of the sisters dying. And like, it kind of, like it kind of was. Like it is. Yeah. Like it is. But also it didn't focus on that so much. Not in a bad way. I'm trying to think of how to like, it wasn't. It wasn't just solving what happened to the right. sisters. It was solving that while also I am doing that in order to keep the rest of us right. safe. It wasn't so like you said at one point that the especially when she's in the solarium, it gives you haunting of Hill House vibes, it does. which is very true. It does give extreme haunting of Hill House vibes, but it wasn't so much haunting of Hill House with the sisters as it was more of I would say haunting of Blind Manor. Yeah, it ended up being a bit more like that concept, and in a cool way, and and the obviously solarium- in like a different way for like that moment does feel haunting in pill house but right the rest of it you're right does feel more like tone down bly manor right like it's the it's the concept of like well i guess not bly manor is anyway you know what i'm saying though i want to make this a movie so bad but i would also pay so much money to see what's his face that does those um start oh flanagan michael flanagan i wouldn't pay so much money for to see him make this into a show or a right movie. i would too Haunting of the House of Salt and Sorrows. Let's go. You know, anyway. So I just, I really thought that like it was going to be more focused on like helping the sisters find peace and like the sisters were going to, I did think that the sisters' ghosts were going to play bigger parts yeah. in the sense that they were going to like show up more, help her try and figure it out. Um, and they didn't. I did like the idea that the like that wasn't a thing. Like ghosts didn't exist, though. That like, right. like there's an afterlife, but there aren't ghosts. Well, and I just liked that Fisher was like, no, or not Fisher. Sorry, Cassius was like, no, your sisters aren't ghosts. Like their souls are in the brine. Like they're, like they're supposed them. to be. Like they're down there. I am friends with them. You know, they told me all about you, and I know who they are. Like th- those those ghosts aren't real. Yeah, which was made them more terrifying. If, if he can honest. go into the brine, uh-huh. do you think he can take Annalie with him? No. But why? Well, a he doesn't really go. He like he said he like grew up in the brine. Yeah, because his I'm trying because his but I think his that's... his mom and Pontus had a thing. Yeah, and so Pontus's people built this castle or this like. For her. Yeah. This, the you know, sanctuary for her. And that's where he grew up. And I think it was just because I don't, I don't really remember exactly why he did. Um, but like, so can he only survive down there because I he's, think so. I think it's because he's half God? a God. Intrigue. Because like, mm, I don't know. I still feel like. Also, I don't know if her, his. I thought the thunder was happening Me in the too. headphones. I was like, and I was like what? No, I think that his mom wouldn't give her that. Oh. Because it's still her domain and like that's not natural. What about what about their kids? Do you think their kids can do it? I don't know because they're only like a quarter god. Right. But like. But like I feel like generally in folklore mythology history. History. Um, 
like godly blood is more prevalent right it's not like a half and then a quarter it's not like genetics like you just still have like it's even just, just a you drop have of this. godly blood is right like enough so maybe but again i don't think his mom would allow that to happen like her son could because she let him live in her sanctuary but i don't think she would let other living beings go to the brine just to see people who are dead because that's not natural that's not what you're supposed to do oh uh. It's also not natural, not what you're supposed to do to bring your son back from the dead so that he can be with the love of his life. Well, I don't think she did it so he could be with the love of his life. I think <laughs> she brought him back as soon as she blipped him out of existence and she was like, you are my BB. Hi, you can stay here now. I just have so many questions about it. Hello. Also, like, you can't fault a mom for bringing her son back to life. No, I definitely can't fault a mom for doing that. If Hannah could bring Fisher back, I know she would. Oh my God, and I would not so fault her for that. Sad. I actually kind of wish she could. Me too. I'm real depressed about that situation. But Fisher was dead way too long for that. So. <laughs> I want to know. Oh. Oh, no, never mind. I figured it out. You go on. Okay. So what were your specific thoughts when they realized that it was Kosamaris working for the dragon guy and they tried to pin it on their dad's friend? Before they found out it was Morella. I never thought it was their dad's friend. Okay. I thought he was kind of an asshole, but I also thought their dad was an asshole. Oh, yeah. And I never thought, like, that was almost too, like, normal plot. Like, you took this from me, so I'm going to seek revenge on your family. And, like, when she is threatening him with what was a dagger and now is a butter knife and we'll never know. He's like, (laughs) so confused. I get mad at you and, like, sometimes I hate you and, like, but you're my brother. I grew up with you. I was well, and he knows that he in didn't do it. And going to marry your sister. Right. And like. Like they were family. Right. And but, he, he said like it may have crossed my mind at the beginning, but I know you would never have hurt her. Right. I don't blame you for her dying. It was probably more out of a, a sense of like grief that he was like. Like what my life could have been. Oh, you did this. Right. Because he's upset. But he was like, I've never actually thought you did anything. And I think that when he gets drunk, he's pushed by the dad. Yeah. And he says things like, you owe me. But I don't think he actually thinks that. I don't think for him at all it was about the estate or the title. Well, and siblings are like that. I mean, we know that. You hold grudges. You can't not hold grudges. You will always owe me a burger. But... I came (laughs) back from a soccer game and dad said, hey, I saved you some dinner. I and you were like, I way. was saving that for tomorrow. I don't remember that way. I remember us all being at dinner and we all ate a burger and then I was, I was saving the burger for the next day. Also 11 years first. old. This is not the point. <laughs> but you get what, that's what I'm saying though. Yes. Siblings do that. They hold, granted their grudge was a bit more than our grudge. <laughs> um, but you know, you're, you're going to always be upset about that. You're going to bring it up occasionally, especially if you're getting riled up, especially if one of them pisses you off for some reason or another, you're going to bring it up. That's yeah. what you do. Your siblings. I okay. Let's talk about the father and the I, son and the Holy Ghost. The father, son, and Holy Ghost. Um. Anyway, I don't know why I did that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I get that you were trying to sing at the bottom, but it didn't sound like at the bottom because I got really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna cut that part out. Anyway, uh, the dad I never liked. I never thought it was him, but I didn't like him. I never thought it was him. There were a couple times that he was like on the side of his children and i was like good like when he's like uh yeah. no camille is going to inherit this and stuff and i did it i mm, okay so he too easily wanted to move on from his daughter's death 
And then he made it so that it was all about Morella and the child she was pregnant with and like kind of ignored his other kids. I didn't think and he did that. I, I didn't get did. that sense. Um, And then when he gets mad at Annalie, like no child wants to walk in on their parents having sex. Oh, absolutely. So disgusting. then when he's like, you did that on purpose so that I couldn't have sex with her. And like, she's clearly distressed. And even if it is a nightmare, like she was sleepwalking, something happened. And then he is so mad at her that when he leaves for like over a week, he just doesn't say anything to her. Says goodbye to all of her siblings and not to her. What kind of father misses the chance to tell his daughter, I love you for the last time? Especially when he's had so many die So many already. die. Like, what if she had died? Would you just been like, it's okay. I have another one on the way. Uh, probably. And <laughs> then when he gets super drunk on first night and he's yeah. like, I will throw away my children. I will sell them to the man who can figure out why their shoes are so fucked up. And it's like, and he like allows his old buddies, like old men who are his friend and have known these children since they were babies. Like they call them uncle. Uncle, Be like, oh, I'll, I'll solve it and I'll marry your child and I'll take your estate. And it's like, first of all, it's still their estate. Right. Second, go fuck yourself you're disgusting and creepy and he's like that's totally fine and then when he like slaps morella and he like puts her in her place i'm like no unforgivable you can never come back from that well and that puts me on the side of morella then i'm pissed at the yeah i'm pissed at him for morella I'm and like, then How she dare and you? then she sweetens the pot when she, she takes morella upstairs and she's like i have no friends like that was yeah. all working together but then especially at the end when you find out from morella that like he, he was just a horrible ho- person. Cheated on his wife all the time. Right. And he ended up like having an affair with one of the nurses taking care of his wife. And then was like, we can't go public. And then it was, oh, my daughter died. Oh, my daughter died. Oh, my daughter died. More importantly, then, it when, was that like he kept using that his daughter died as an excuse. He never really was in love with Morella. No. She, he let he her on. Around, he was sleeping around on her. Right. Like what and a then he horrible called person. Her, he called her like a slut and was like, no one will believe you. And also like hit her that night. And I'm like, right. my baby girl, why are you into this old man? Right. I was like, why are you con- like, why are you going through with this? And obviously she went through with it because she was like, oh, I'm going to get something out of this. And then she realized as she was pregnant yeah. that she wasn't going to get anything. I think she realized like when she was so deep into the affair, like I can't go back from that. But like I can at least make something of it. I am a little okay. Hold on, one more thing about the dad, and then I'll get into my second point. When he says, "I missed your, I missed your sisters, but I missed your, I miss," when he <laughs> don't look at me like that. We get to cut that out. When he says, "I miss your sisters, but I miss your mother most," the fuck, right? Who does not miss their children most? I'm sorry. I know you love your significant other, but when you have children, I don't understand how they're not the most important to you or the people you love the most honestly you miss them in a different way you miss them for different reasons right and that's okay you can miss them the same amount and acknowledge that it's for different things but you have to know because he's saying like when you say that you're saying if i could bring anyone back it would be your mom right if i were a parent if i could bring anyone back i don't care it's my kid no matter what it's always the kid it's like when people ask oh who would you bring back in the harry potter universe if you could you bring back fred Fred. or you bring back colin you bring back one of the kids that died because they should not have been robbed of the rest of their life right would i give anything to bring back all of the marauders and tonks and make sure that teddy had parents to grow up with yes i obviously freaking would because i am a slut for the marauders first and foremost but you bring back the kids yes 
Um, my other thing. It was something. <laughs> you completely lost your point because oh, I said I was a slut for the Marauders. <laughs> we just went off on a tangent. Oh, what's new? It was something about the dad. I don't know. Oh, but there were times when he was like so tender with Morella. Like yeah. when he like carries her up the stairs and she's like, he looks at her with pure love and adoration. I'm like, I have questions about that. What is real and what's not? I think because he talks about how much he loved their mom, even though he was sleeping around on her when she was dying. Yeah. And it's like, I think that he is one of those people that has the ability to be in love with someone, but also be like, I will do whatever I want and I don't care. Yeah. And that is disgusting. I hate that. Fucking abominable. You know, okay. Abominable? Abominable. Abominations. Horrible behavior. (laughs) Someone tell me what that word is. Also, tell me if you pronounce it ulele or ulele, because I will die on this hill. I Same. Oh no, she was pushed off a cliff. Oh my god! So the fact that Morella pushed her off the cliff Disgusting. and then had the gall to be like, "We need to get over your sister." Okay, so that we were talking about Edgar and Ulele, and then got completely oh, yeah. sidetracked somehow. I don't know how that happened, but just so I was, I was sitting there and I was like, "Edgar's kind of a weird choice for Ulele. I'll give them that. It's kind of a weird choice." But then you kind of learn more about Edgar and you're like, no, this makes total sense. Like, I 100% get this. And he's so heartbroken. And Camille's so not understanding about it. And I'm just like, I'll fucking fight you. Edgar's my whole heart and soul right now. And then he he dies. I don't feel like that he didn't need to die. And it's so sad. Well, it's just because he was on to them. Yeah. And so Fisher, of course, he was the one who found the body. He's the one who pushed it. But I don't understand how Fisher was the one who pushed it. Because he was with the other girls. No, he wasn't. And, no? I thought he was. No, I think he oh, left he to go do something. Oh, he said he left something. to go get something. You're right. Oh, my goodness. I should have put that together. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I feel so bad for Edgar and he lately. Like, she, he represented everything she wanted. He was simple and he could give her the life of, like, not having this title not having all of this stuff over your head yeah because she didn't want the estate she didn't want any of it and but her she, sisters kept dying she was so in love with him and i then know he then they were gonna run away together he was like she never showed up she never showed up she never showed up and then he's like oh my god someone killed her well and he had to watch her die yeah he watched it happen and then it's so sad because he leaves and you can tell he's so guilty about leaving but also he knew he, he would have been like what what was he gonna do right honestly he couldn't help her in any way she was dead you know and he knew that coming back to the first chapter and what got me hooked is that she's like you don't know it's a funeral for you lately you're sitting there and she's like talking about all this stuff and she's talking about the necklace her sister is wearing she's like i've never seen that and then she's like i want to pull it off and put it on her but then they close the casket oh i knew she was dead oh my god i don't think i I not supposed to (laughs) i know maybe you were i was also this was like at three o'clock three in the morning that's sick but i it's just like gut-wrenching from the beginning yeah well and it's just it's even if you do know it's still gut-wrenching to be like that's not my sister who who decided this and you want to fix it because you want her to look like your sister and then that last glimpse is taken from you and you can't however okay i know you get scared about uh trigger warning dead body water (laughs) but i love the concept of like they get pushed into this like 
this little this little spot where the salt water literally ends up taking them at some point. No, that is cool. And I love that. That's fine because the ocean is already full of dead bodies. I don't like the ocean. I know you don't. Dead body water. I know. I'm it's so just, sorry. Like when I get in the ocean, I'm going to be like, I'm swimming with dead people. Ugh. And like not just dead people, like the essence. Why do you always want to go to the ocean when you have thoughts like that? I don't know because I hate the beach, but I want to go. to. I like the sound of the ocean and like it's so pretty and it's calming and like i love that and also like the sea is majestic but i don't want to be in it i get it i always want to be at sea i don't know i'm a i'm a mountain person first and foremost i feel that's important to note but i would live on a beach i i would live on a beach i would love to be the person who could like go sailing and stuff but like sharks yeah, Ugh, I know. and wheels. Oh my god! I okay. Stop talking about it. Anyway, cry. do I have anything else to say about this book other than everybody go freaking read it and oh tell gosh, me about I it? I have one more thing. My okay. favorite thing about this book is how floppy, flimsy it is. <laughs> that's true, but to be fair, I think that's just the Walmart copy. That's fine. I love it. I hate hardback books. I know that's an unpopular opinion. I can't stand them. I love a good paperback, and this one is just like it's so malleable. I've had to give it up to Lainey. Like, I have to give her my paperback copy that I bought because the second one comes out next month and I have to buy that. But it's going to be in hardback because it's new. But I am a person who cannot own... Like, I have to own the full set in the same, like, situation, in the same aesthetic. So I'm going to have to buy the hardback of this one, too. And I don't I don't hate hardbacks. I don't, like, particularly, like, prefer them over paperbacks. To me, a book is a book. I'm going to fucking read it. But well, yeah, I'll read a hardback. I just don't. I really it. need to get small favors. I'm going to have to get small favors and hardback too, though. I just. So that way it matches the others. I if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, Small Favors is another book by Aaron A. Craig that's a Rumpelstiltskin retelling. And if you know anything about me, oh, you know I love Rumpelstiltskin. Because she, she loves a good old rumpy. Um, why? That sounds know. awful. <laughs> it really does. Sounds like I own. I, I, I own. I, like I really. <laughs> like I really enjoy a good what like I a do. rump or like a like a rump in the sack oh no that's what that sounds I'm like i'm a butt girl for sure i know you're a butt girl i'm a leg girl um <laughs> thigh girl specifically yes specifically i can't wait for the house of roots and ruin to come out me either i have no idea what it's about do i just know the verity's that the main character be like verity a sleeping beauty Ooh. Ooh. i'm so excited for it um one more thing I really want to make this book into a movie. Yeah. So if you want to help us make that happen, let us know. I don't know if you have the same opinion, but I cannot see the dad being played by anyone other than Tom Selleck. When I read the dad, that is who I see. Intrigue. I did not see Tom Selleck. I don't know who I saw, but I didn't see Tom Selleck. I I do love Tom Selleck. I wouldn't be mad. Actually, I think he's too old. Anyway. Their dad is old as shit. He That's has 12 children. Um, Excuse you, 13. The son. No. The son died. And also... That's still his kid. I... No, very unnaturally. No. Very naturally. Did magic play a part? Yes. Yeah. Unnaturally. Would you say that Arthur is not Uther's son? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Fight That's- me. That's not that's different. Not why I okay. 
anyway, we're moving on from this point. That's a different. That's a different podcast. Luther wasn't tricked. In we're moving Arthur. on. Okay. Anyway, okay. Well, um, I'm sure that's not all that I had to say about the book. Honestly, I'm sure that I had a gazillion other things. My biggest whole thing was just making sure we talked about the the stepmother twist because I was just so entranced by that moment. It I was just, amazing. I want to read the book again. I want to go to balls. And wear slippers and ball gowns. Mm-hmm. I'm good. That's where I'm at in my life. So let us know if you've read the book or if you're now intrigued to read the book. However, if you haven't read the book and you're listening to this podcast, I'm stop. sorry. We should have put a disclaimer at the beginning. Like, oh, if you want to read this be book, putting do not one. listen. We'll just put one in the comments or something. Like, it's the caption. We'll be like, do not read. Like, don't listen to this if you're going to read this book. That's important to know. Very important to know. Yes. Anyway, so let us know your thoughts and opinions. Let us know of any other retellings that we should read or talk about. Let um, us know who should play the dad. And yeah. also if you're an Ulele or Ulele. Let us know if you want to see a TV show. Do I have any money? No. Do I have any production experience? Absolutely not. Do I have any motivation? Probably not. Do I want to be in the business of show? Bruh. Absolutely not. Let my lights flicker one more time. Yeah. Um, the Demogorgon's here for sure. Well, so it's because it's, it's raining. It's been nice knowing you all. But I really have to pee, and I cannot do a dark bathroom. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, thanks for listening, and tell us what you want to hear next. We've got a lot of stuff planned, but we always love new ideas. So uh, that's about it. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.